DiscerningHearts.com, in cooperation with the Oblates of the Virgin Mary, presents Begin Again, The Spiritual Legacy of Venerable Bruno Lanteri, with Father Timothy Gallagher. Father Gallagher was ordained in 1979 as a member of the Oblates of the Virgin Mary. He obtained his doctorate from the Gregorian University, and he has dedicated many years to an extensive ministry of retreats, spiritual direction, and teachings about the spiritual life. Father Gallagher is the author of several books published by the Crossroads Publishing Company on the spiritual teachings of St. Ignatius of Loyola and the life of Venerable Bruno Lanteri. Father Gallagher is featured on the EWTN series, Living the Discerning Life, the Spiritual Teachings of St. Ignatius of Loyola. Begin again. The Spiritual Legacy of Venerable Bruno Lanteri with Father Timothy Gallagher. I'm your host, Chris McGregor. Welcome, Father Gallagher. Thank you, Chris. It's good to be back. It has been just fascinating and also quite edifying as well to be learning more about Venerable Bruno Lanteri, and in particular, his teachings as a spiritual director. And even more than that, he really was a spiritual father, wasn't he? For many. uh, One of the things that was said about him by one of the priests who knew him was that he had many spiritual sons and daughters. A, a large part of his life was spent not so much out in the forefront, as we've said other times, but in the one-on-one or with small groups, providing spiritual direction, confessional ministry, and deep spiritual formation, which then allowed these people to go out into the front lines, as so many of them did. So, yes, that's, uh, I think, a very apt way of um, looking at him. He was a man who had very many spiritual sons and daughters. He appreciated the fact that the layperson had a lot of things pulling on them every day, as well as the parish priest, those who were striving in religious life. I mean, there's a need to be able to have a certain type of discipline, isn't there? Well, that's the topic that um, I'd like to focus on today. We've talked in the past about his teaching about the life of prayer, the different moments of prayer that he sees as important in a daily, weekly, annual spiritual life. The, The piece that remains to be explored is what about the rest of the day? which is actually most of the day, you know, if you think about it. And it's that age-old issue that those who love the Lord often find themselves facing, and that is, how do I remain united with the Lord in the activity and the press and the stress of of daily things? Uh, How do I avoid not getting swept away by the press of things? And how can I live the rest of the day preparing for meals and driving to work and going to the pharmacy. How can I live that part of the day in ongoing communion with the Lord Jesus? And that's the teaching that I think we could profitably look at today. There's a particular section in his teachings that I think there's a number of them in which we'll discuss today, but I think one we kind of have to keep in mind is the quality of our actions. Now, that may not seem as though it could be as important as it is, but really what we offer should be the best that we can do. That's the first question that we face in trying to live the day in communion with Jesus, Um, the quality of the actions. Which actions am I going to choose to do this day? That's the first thing, that because our hearts want to be choosing actions that are the actions that 
that God wills for us. So obviously, the first of all things would be a firm resolution, just um, as best we're able and with God's grace, to never do an action that would be against God's will. That would be the first and most basic thing. But having said that, then, to try to fill the day with the actions that God wills that we do in the course of the day. And I know, Chris, in another setting, we've talked at length about how we discern what God's will is in the many actions of every day. So I won't repeat all of that. But that would be where where our heart wants to go. That is that if I decide to use my morning to do this errand or to get that task done, or to dedicate time to this family situation or to that need at work, and all the many um, decisions that we face in the course of a day, that our search is always for that action which is God's will. And then Venerable Lanteri brings into this that classic phrase of the greater glory of God. If I'm in a situation in which I'm really free to choose between one action or another, then I would be looking to choose the action which will serve for God's greater glory, which is to say, the action which more than the other will serve to make God known and loved in this particular human heart or in a group of of persons um, in this life and unto eternal life. So that's always going to be the first question. It's the question of discernment that we live in our daily lives. Am I trying to choose the actions that God wills that I do. And we do that peacefully. Much of this is laid out for us by the duties of our state of life and our various vocations, as you said, Chris, the parish priest or the married person. And then there are some decisions that we'll need to make in the course of the day. And that's always the criterion, is which action will serve to make God more known and loved. What I really appreciate about this is that he's not calling us to perfect action. We're, we're called to do and to do the best that we can, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it has to be the perfect action or have a standard that is really unattainable. Well, the spiritual life is always, as the word says, it's a life, which means it's a process, which means that we're always moving toward greater growth, please God, which means we're not there yet. You know, that's the whole point of the of the years of the life of life that God gives us here on earth. What is important is not that we be perfect because we can't be perfect other than in our, our intention and our desire and our striving, but that we be on the road. I may have quoted before that lovely sentence from St. John of the Cross that on this road, we must always keep walking if we are to arrive. And that's all that we need to do is keep walking in the place where God has called us to be at this point in our lives, but to keep walking with courage, with hope, with serene trust in God. And in that way, we're going to grow. He also discussed the aim of our actions. Now, we've talked about the quality is to have the greater glory of God in mind. Can you help us to understand exactly what he was talking about when he talks about the aim of our actions? It means to live the way Jesus lived. And that is, Jesus did many things. He traveled, he spent time with people, he pulled away for times of prayer, he participated in meals, and on and on through the years of his life, as we know them, especially in his public ministry. But as he tells us repeatedly in the Gospels, his one aim, his one purpose always is to do the will of his Father, 
to be where his father wants him to be right now, to say the words that the father has given him, to do always what is pleasing to his father. And the many, that's his food and so on, as he so often says in the Gospels. And that would be the aim toward which we're called and toward which, please God, we're, we're growing as the years of our lives go by, that all that we want, let's say realistically, increasingly what we want, and God's grace will give us growth in this, all that we want to do is to do what God wants us to do, to be doing the will of God, so that the, the purpose of our actions is always that, because the same action can be done for many different reasons or many different motives, many different aims. And what Venerable Anteri is inviting us to do is to, to always have God as the aim of our actions. Now, if we do that, then something very um, beautiful, something remarkable happens in our lives. The, the many actions which seem just ordinary or even just so basic that um, we hardly even imagine that they have much meaning um, cleaning up after a meal, you know, or as I said earlier, walking down to the pharmacy to get something, answering email, whatever it might be. If these are done as a way of saying yes to God's will, if these are done, if I clean up after the meal because I know that's part of the vocation that God has given me to be a parent, to be a family member, and I do it for that reason, because I know that this is something which is part of the calling that God has given me, then this action is transformed. That That's what Venerable Anteria is getting at in the aim of our actions. It now becomes, as he says, a real act of charity, a real act of love of God. It becomes something beautiful. And this is beginning to unveil the vision that he's describing here. If we can begin to imagine a daily life with the countless small actions that fill it, in which these actions are, are chosen as a response to the will of God, as a yes to what God wants us to do. I just have a, a personal memory at this point. I, I'm from a large family, and I once uh, remember sitting in the kitchen watching my mother making a lunch, getting sandwiches for somebody, brown, brown bag lunch for somebody who was one of my brothers and sisters heading off somewhere, and uh, just asking her, how many sandwiches have you made in, her, in your life? And she just laughed, which was a great response. But every one of those, done with that intention, and the many small things that fill the day, done with that intention, become very beautiful yeses to the will of God in our life. And so much is this true, that Venerable Anteri's suggestion is certainly that we begin the day with the classic morning offering, offering to God all the different actions, whatever we'll do, whatever we'll undergo, say, wherever we'll be. Offering all of this to God as a yes to his will for us in the day. His invitation then is not only to make that morning offering, but to renew it gently here and there in the course of the day. So that that offering, that explicit expression of the aim of our actions, a yes to God's will, increasingly fills our day. So that's where he's going when he speaks about aim of the action, to try to have that in everything we do. I guess I'll just play the devil's advocate, and I'll maybe say what might be on the hearts and minds of some. 
is that really possible for us, Father Gallagher? I mean, at least for the, the, the lay faithful out there that have so many concerns in their everyday life that just come crashing in at various moments. Well, I would say that that's a question not only for the lay people, but it's also for the uh, the priests and the religious, because their life can be pretty busy too. Um, I remember once uh, giving a retreat to some contemplative sisters, and one of them telling me of how busy their life was. You know, this enormous monastery and a group of ten or twelve uh, community members. So I think in our different vocations, that's a question for all of us. And the answer is always the same. On this road, if we are, we must always keep walking if we are to arrive. None of us is there. I'm not there. None of us is completely there. The issue is to be walking the journey uh, so that tomorrow morning when my day begins, I make my morning offering, maybe with just a little more attention. And maybe in mid-afternoon, I might think about it again. And in a quiet moment between things, I just renew my offering to the Lord of the actions of the day. I think, Chris, we can all do that. And if we're doing that in the morning, maybe once or twice in the course of the day, and we do that day after day, week after week, month after month, that's how this mode of doing the actions of each day grows. One of the classic proponents of this same practice in different language is Brother Lawrence of the Resurrection with his practice of the presence of God. And he tells in that little classic of how it, it was about 10 years before this began to be something almost habitual in his life, just constantly renewing that intention over and over again, turning to the presence of the Lord with him. And as years went by, this became more and more habitual for him. It's beautiful even in the beginnings. Every step of this journey is beautiful. The difference between a day in which I'm not even sure why I did the things that I did today, and a day in which as I began, I took just a moment explicitly and consciously to offer to the Lord all that I would do and undergo in the day, is already enormous. The meaning begins to come into things. And when we have meaning in what we do, the way we live it changes. Burdens become lighter. We're able to be more patient and all that we need to get through things well for the Lord. And then another day in which I express that offering as the day begins, and as I say, Chris, maybe remember once in the afternoon, again, to renew that. And then another day, weeks or months later, when I might think to do that in the morning and in mid-morning and then in the afternoon and so on. That's the way the growth is going to happen. So if we ask the question, can any of us, and let's focus it for the moment on lay people, can any of us with the um, incredible number of things that we have to handle and the pressure and pace in the course of the day, can any of us live in such a way that God's will and the love of the Lord is the conscious, explicit aim of every action that we do? The answer is probably for most of us, no. But if we ask, can I begin my day that way and renew that from time to time, which is what Venerable Antares suggests here, uh, just occasionally in the course of the day we renew that intention, then I'd say the answer is yes. 
I think that all of us can do that. It doesn't add any time to the day. Those brief moments where we can do that, it's a question of attention more than time. And that kind of attention will grow. It will become more habitual and easier as we try to live this. I I know in a sense what you're asking, Chris, because as I was looking over this text of Venerable Antari again, the same question came to me. Well, you, Father Gallagher, who are going to be talking about this, do you live this way yourself? How often do you explicitly choose each small action as a yes to the will of God? And I need to grow in it myself. But the little bit already that we do makes an enormous difference in the way that we live. We'll return to Begin Again with Father Timothy Gallagher in just a moment. Did you know that Discerning Hearts has a free app in which you can find all your favorite Discerning Hearts programming? Father Timothy Gallagher, Dr. Anthony Lillis, Deacon James Keating, Mike Aquilina, Dr. Matthew Bunsen, and so many more are found on the Discerning Hearts free app. Did you also know that you can stream Discerning Hearts programming on numerous streaming platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and so many more. And did you know that Discerning Hearts also has the YouTube page? Be sure to check out all these different places where you can find Discerning Hearts. The Councils of Mercy, an excerpt from the writings of Venerable Bruno Lanteri, founder of the Oblates of the Virgin Mary. Above all, I recommend with all my heart that you guard against discouragement, disturbance, and sadness. Seek always to keep your poor heart in peace and encourage it, and always to serve God with holy joy. Be of good heart, because the Lord is with you, and he loves you. For more excerpts from the writings of Venerable Bruno Lanteri, visit discerninghearts.com. Hello, my name is Deacon Omar Gutierrez, and I want to ask you to support Discerning Hearts in a special way. We, Chris McGregor, the board, and I all know that not everyone listening can help financially. We know we have listeners from all parts of the world, and we have made a commitment since the beginning to make the truths shared through Discerning Hearts totally free. So while you may not be able to contribute financially, what you can do is certainly pray, but also give us positive reviews on whatever platform you use to listen to us. If it's iTunes, Android, Stitcher, Spotify, however it is that you get these podcasts, or if you're on YouTube and you like our videos, please give us a good rating and write a review. The more good ratings and reviews we get, the higher our profile, and the more listeners will discover us, listeners who may have the means to contribute in the future. Please consider rating us and writing a positive review today. A prayer for the intercession of Venerable Bruno Lanteri. O Father, fountain of all life and holiness, 
You gave Father Bruno Lanteri great faith in Christ, your Son, a lively hope, and an act of love for the salvation of his brethren. You made him a prophet of your word and a witness to your mercy. He had a tender love for Mary, and by his very life he taught fidelity to the church. Father, hear the prayer of your family, and through the intercession of Father Lanteri, grant us the grace for which we now ask. May he be glorified on earth, that we may give you greater praise. We ask this through your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. We now return to Begin Again with Father Timothy Gallagher. He is guiding us in a way that is not so foreign to our ears, but he gives us a, a wonderful structure. And where I'm going with that, Father Gallagher, is that that being in the present moment and blooming, essentially where you're at, to kind of coin a phrase from Mother Teresa, that he realizes that we need to also insert our will to adopt a practice to, again, to go back to kind of have a discipline. And by having that structure, it gives you a, a skeleton, as it were, so that you can adapt to any type of movement you may be called to make. Does that make sense? Yes. As I said just a moment ago, it's a question of attention, a question I would say also of, uh, of intention. It's a question of the heart. It's an approach to the meaning of all that we do. And that can be adapted or brought into the shifting multiple activities in the course of any days. Absolutely. This is the point of what Venerable Lanteri is getting at with this particular, in this particular page of his teaching. We do have the fixed moments of prayer. Mass, our reflective time of uh, Lexio Divina, if we do that, or the rosary. Um, praying morning prayer from the Liturgy of the Hours, listening to it in the car as I commute on the way to work. The many different ways, the formal times of prayer that we have in the course of the day. What he is getting at now is precisely the shifting, unstructured part of our life, which is most of it. The, the countless actions that fill the course of the day and how we can live those in communion with Jesus. So it is um, as flexible as our days are, are, are flexible and, uh, and changeable. Now, it really all comes down to one thing for the Venerable and Terry, and that is Jesus. That the, the way that we do this, the way that we achieve that aim of saying yes to God's love and yes to God's will in each of these small multiple actions that we do, the way that we do that, or the practice, if we want to call it that, is to look to Jesus, to keep Jesus before our eyes as much as possible in the actions of the day, at least in the principal actions of, of each day. And looking to Jesus as our companion, the one who is with us in that action, and as our model, the one who shows us, as we see him in the Gospels, how to live that particular action. So 
if we took, for example, uh, driving to work in the morning, maybe it's a 45-minute commute uh, driving or maybe it's public transportation, how would we live that according to this way of carrying out the actions? Or um, sitting down for the evening meal at home with a spouse, maybe with children who are there, how would we live that action in the way that Venerable Ann Terry is proposing here. And, and this is where he gets very specific. Um, he invites us to look at Jesus as we see him in the Gospels, and also at Mary, looking at her life and the way she lived these many actions in the course of her life. Actually, in this whole effort to, to live the many actions of each day as a response to God and in communion with God, the Venerable Ann Terry uh, invites us to, to ask the help of the Lord Jesus, but also to ask the intercession of Mary. And I think, Chris, this is one answer to the question you raised earlier. You know, is this really possible? For us, unaided and alone, no. It, it simply isn't possible. And I think that's what we feel. And I think that's what that sense is what underlies that uh, very apt playing the devil's advocate in this. But can we do this with the Lord's help? Can we do this with the intercession of Mary? The answer is yes, that uh, that we can do this. So if we really want to live each day in an ongoing communion with the Lord Jesus, then the Venerable Lanteri invites us to turn to Mary and to ask her help to live this way. Thank goodness for the examine prayer and that spiritual practice that we can engage in to help us in that continual assessment uh, that aids in our, our transformation in the spiritual life. Yes, if we do pray the examine prayer, at one point in the day we are explicitly taking time prayerfully to look back over the day with the Lord. That's going to help us with this simple threefold exercise in the actual events of the day itself, threefold, that is, beginning with the look of faith, lifting our hearts with affection here and there in the course of the action, and finishing reflectively, and vice versa. If we are trying to do this threefold practice with the actions of the day, when we come to the examine, the examine is going to help, we're going to enter much more deeply into the experience, the understanding of the spiritual experience of the day. Out of this is coming, you can see that Ignatian image. And in this Venerable Antari is deeply Ignatian. That Ignatian um, approach, which is finding God in all things. And that's where all of this leads. This really helps us when we draw upon to begin again. That... I mentioned it earlier that it's not necessarily perfection, but it's in the striving in which that's, isn't that where holiness really develops in us? Yes, I think you're absolutely on target with that, Chris. That um, the spiritual life, uh, as we said earlier, it's, it's a matter of constantly living the life of faith day after day. With all the ups and downs and the failures, the times when we begin again, as you say, Chris, 
As uh, Venerable Ann Terry said of himself, if I were to fall even a thousand times a day, a thousand times a day with peace in my heart, I would ask God's forgiveness and begin again. I, I think that's a very beautiful link that you make, Chris, between this invitation to live the day in constant communion with Jesus and that warm invitation to begin again tonight, tomorrow, next week, we can always be beginning again. I, I think where this practice leads is to what I think is the deepest insight into the spiritual life of Venerable Ann Terry. As I was concluding the writing of the biography, and if you were to look at the biography, you'd see I, I quote this in the this very section that we're um, exploring now. I quote this in the uh, last pages of the biography because what Venerable, Venerable Anteri does is to describe the fruit of living this way. What happens if a person is humbly, sincerely asking Our Lady's intercession, trusting in God's help, and trying to live the actions of each day in this way? This, I think, it would be best to quote directly from his own words. And this is my translation from his original Italian. And so he says, in this way, persons who live this way are always in the company of Jesus. They always converse with Jesus. They are always united with Jesus in their intentions and actions. And so they become a living copy of Jesus, which is what we're called to be. I have given you an example that as I have done, so you also may do. In this way, he continues, Jesus becomes the only treasure of their hearts. In this way, Jesus lives in their heart, Jesus lives in their hearts, and they live in the heart of Jesus. And then he ends this whole section with a question. Is there anything greater or more consoling than this? Now, I think he, at this point, is he is writing for those who are going to read his text, but what struck me as I was concluding the biography was that in that final question, he was actually revealing his own heart. This page could not have been written by a man who was not trying to live this himself, who so loved the Lord that he wanted communion with Jesus, not only in the formal times of prayer in the course of every day, which are critically important, but wanted that communion to enter into all the many actions of every day. And that when we're trying to do this, something that beyond which there is nothing greater and nothing more consoling takes place. Jesus lives in their hearts and they live in the heart of Jesus. There I think we, we touch not only the richness and the beauty and the gift of trying to live this way, but we also see the deepest center of the heart of Venerable Anteri himself. How beautiful. Any final thoughts on this particular section, Father Gallagher? I'll just revert to what you said a moment ago, Chris. Your link between Venerable Anteri's insistence on beginning again, begin again, and trying to live the day in communion with the Lord Jesus, I think is absolutely on target. So that with hope, tonight, tomorrow, and in the coming days, we begin again that practice of trying to remember the Lord Jesus and live with the Lord Jesus just a little more frequently so that we're constantly growing in that. And then I, I don't think we can do anything better than return to his final question. Is there anything greater 
or more consoling than this. I don't think there is. Thank you so much, Father Gallagher. Thank you, Chris. You've been listening to Begin Again, the spiritual legacy of Venerable Bruno Lanteri with Father Timothy Gallagher. To hear and or to download this conversation, along with hundreds of other spiritual formation programs, visit discerninghearts.com. This has been a production of Discerning Hearts in cooperation with the Oblates of the Virgin Mary. I'm your host, Chris McGregor. We pray that if this has been helpful for you, that you will first pray for our mission. And if you feel us worthy, consider a charitable donation, which is fully tax-deductible, to help support our efforts. But most of all, we ask that you tell a friend about DiscerningHearts.com and join us next time for Begin Again, the spiritual legacy of Venerable Bruno Lanteri with Father Timothy Gallagher. <laughs>